This edition of the Cliff Notes Podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates. Contact Dom Tolly for all your insurance needs at 816-232-8400 or come on out to Tolly and Associates at 2606 North Belt Highway for all your insurance needs. And welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Groots. Today is Friday, September the 2nd, 2022, and this is episode four of the Post-it Notes. We're going to get started here with some college football coverage. Missouri Western put on an offensive showcase Thursday night. The Griffins amassed 506 yards of total offense, including 335 rushing yards and the 35 to nothing win over Central Oklahoma. Quarterback Reagan Jones went 20 for 27 for 171 yards and 11 carries for 115 yards on the ground and also added two more scores on the ground to have three scores on the whole night. Reigning MIAA Freshman of the Year, Brandon Hall had 30 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown himself. Titus McCoy also added a rushing touchdown for the Griffins. But the defense was a big story in this game. The defense not only pitched a shutout, but only allowed 157 yards of total offense and also intercepted a pass. The Griffins start 1-0 for the first time in Matt Williamson's tenure and will travel to Fort Hayes State next Thursday night. Northwest Missouri State football also opened up its regular season in style. The number two ranked team in the nation and the defending MIAA champion Bearcats defeated Fort Hayes State 33-19. The win marks Northwest's 13th straight at Bearcat Stadium, which is the longest in the nation. Jamar Moya totaled two touchdowns on the evening, one receiving and one on the ground. The rushing defense was dominant as usual, only allowing 13 yards in the contest. Bearcats will travel to Jefferson City next Saturday with a matchup with the Lincoln Blue Tigers. Other MIAA scores from Thursday night include Washburn over Lincoln 45-3, Pitt State defeated UCM 21-10, Emporia State over Northeastern State 42-17, and Nebraska Kearney over Missouri Southern 24 to seven in volleyball in high school volleyball savannah and sajo christian matched up at sajo christian in a matchup of the of two of the area's top volleyball teams in the first set it was the lions who bested the savages in a back and forth match 25 to 22 but in set two it was all savannah as they took complete control of the second set 25 to 10 the lions bounced back however in set three Winning 25-17. Savannah was able to keep the game alive winning set 4, 25-22. In the fifth set, St. Joe Christian started out with a 9-0 advantage, but the Savages were able to, from the break, were able to rise up and tie the fifth set. Ultimately ended up falling in set 5, 15-13 as St. Joe Christian would win the match. Three sets. To two. The Lions are now 2 and 0 on the season while Savannah is 0 and 2. We did have a chance to catch up with St. Joe Christian coach Aaron Patrick after his team's huge win over Savannah. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are live here at St. Joe Christian High School where the Lions volleyball team just defeated Savannah three games to two. We are here with the head coach of the St. Joe Christian Lions volleyball team, Aaron Patrick. Um, coach, um, not a lot of time really after the game to kind of register all this. Just, um, just your thoughts on the game tonight. Well, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great match for us because we had to make a super big adjustment, losing our uh, our senior middle blocker, who's just an incredible blocker, and, and spraining her ankle with a, when a girl stepped over the line. So we had to make an adjustment there, and then after winning the first game, so uh, took a lot of energy, two hours and forty five minutes. You're not going to see a lot of high school volleyball games go that 
but the girls persevered together and uh, pulled it off, and it was a great win for us. Can you just um, get it more in depth in the perseverance? You know, you talked about Ella's um, injury. You know, um, you know the, they went on that Savannah went on that big run in the second set there, but then um, you know in the fifth set, you know, you guys got up big in that set, but um, Savannah made a charge back. Just um, talk about the resilience of your team. Well, we've talked about that this year. You know, we've had some issues where we said, you know, if you're going to be successful in team sports. You're going to have uh, adversity in life. You're going to have it in a game. You're going to have to persevere together and pull together and put that energy. You know, they put a lot of energy into this game in a hot, hot gym. So, um, you know, that's what makes it a team sports a beautiful thing. You teach life luck lessons that they can apply later in their life. And my last question, I'll tell you what, Laurel and the Laurel and those serves there in that, yeah. that fifth set. Just talk yeah. about her performance there in that fifth set. Yeah. Well, she missed a couple earlier, and uh, we put her first as our first server for a reason. Uh, she's had a great year, her senior year being her first server, and uh, uh, it was just a huge boost to our team to get that lead because, you know, we knew Savannah would come back. You know, uh, we didn't think they'd come back and tie it, but – Getting that lead gave us a confidence that we needed, you know, to, to, to keep persevering, even when it was 13 off. So uh, it was huge for us. And uh, she, she participated, and, and we, we served tough all night. But they did, too. I think the key to the game is, is after that second set, we started serve, receive, and better in attack. And that changed our game tonight. Well, Coach, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again. Congratulations on a huge win tonight, and we'll see you, on the ro- we'll see you down the road. Thanks, Clifton. Thank you so much, Coach Patrick, for joining the podcast. Congratulations on your, to your girls on a huge win. Other high school volleyball scores from Thursday night include Benton beating Riverside four games to none. Fall City Sacred Heart, the defending state champion in Nebraska, defeated Bishop LeBlanc three sets to none in a matchup there in Fall City. Softball scores include Liberty over Central three to two. Bishop LeBlanc gets their first win of the season over Cameron six to one. Benton all over St. Teresa's eleven to nothing. North Platte over Lafayette twelve to seven, and Mid Buck in a close contest with Savannah. The Dragons ended up winning that one four to three. In boys soccer, Bishop LeBlanc won the um, city round robin over Lafayette as the Golden Eagles win the event for the second straight season. In in girls tennis, St. Michael over LeBlanc three games to th- six games to three, and that is the all the high school scores that we have from Thursday night. High school football kicks off tonight as week two of the high school football season will kick off tonight. In a huge matchup in the city, Benton and Central will square off for the first time since 1997 in a regular season football game. Ball teams are coming off big week one wins. The Indians defeating Ruskin 49-14, while the Cardinals defeated Kansas City Northeast by the same score. Both coaches join me this week on the podcast to talk the big game, and we're going to start that off by talking with Benton Cardinal head coach Kevin Keaton. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing the big matchup on the south side of St. Joseph this Friday night as the Central Indians travel to Sparksfield to take on the Benton Cardinals. And we have the head coach of the Cardinals once again with us. We is head coach Kevin Keaton. Coach, how are you? Hey, Cliff. Doing good. Well, coach, um, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, what a win for your boys last week. Um, 49 to 14 over Kansas City Northeast. Um, coach, just um, your thoughts on what you've seen from your boys. Well, I'll tell you what, it took us a minute to get going. And once we kind of found our level, um, we executed pretty well. So I was happy for them. 
Well, Coach, um, just uh, Matt, like how big is that? How big is that for these kids? And we've talked about it over and over again, you know, just the struggles that this uh, that this team has been through the past couple of seasons. How big is it as a confident booster for these kids to start out 1-0 like this? Well, you, you would have to ask Coach Tabor. I don't know the last time that, that Benton was 1-0. Obviously, it's much better to be 1-0 than, than 0-1. And, um there's a little bit more pep in the step. Uh, practices go a little bit crisper. Kids are more attentive. You know, kids are humans, and they they like to feel good about about their their effort. Well, coach, I'll tell you what though. The, this Friday night, it's going to be a big one. Uh, I think it might be one of the biggest games in a uh, Bitten Cardinal um, history of at least over the past several seasons. Central comes to. Um, the South side. And, um, you know, we talked about what happened in the Jamboree, just how competitive that was, but just, um, talk about, um, what you, um, just talk about what you've seen from central and just, um, how big this game is for the kids. It's, it's going to be so much fun. Um, it's going to be fun for the entire community. Not, it'll be fun for the South end, but it's going to be fun for, for St. Joe. I expect it to sound like, um, a deep run in the playoff game. I, I, there will not be a seat left at Sparks. It, it'll be standing room only. So, uh, if you're coming to it, you need to get there by six o'clock. And I'm talking to anybody that's listening to this. It's going to be standing room only. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you love just great atmosphere, high school sports and high school football, this will be one you want to see. And Coach, um, just before we uh, wrap up the interview here, just talk about what you've seen on film this week and scouting, just uh, preparing for the Indians this week. Well, Coach Trotter's a wonderful gentleman. Those boys are well coached. Eight is an excellent quarterback. Three, my goodness, he's a, he's a good tailback. We're going to have to tackle well. Uh, they've got talent all over the place. One is a great split in and corner. Um, 50 is a really good lineman, uh, D end and, and, and offensive lineman. And the, all three of their linebackers run to the ball. Well, uh, they're across the board, you know, seven, 27, 90, they're all really good football players. So we're going to have to execute. Well, coach, I, I'm excited about this matchup. I know the, uh, the city of St. Joseph's very, very excited about this matchup too. Um, Two good football teams getting together. Um, Coach, uh, thank you so much again for taking a few minutes out of your time this week just to spend with me, just to talk about your football team. And um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday night. Hey, thanks, Cliff. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing the big matchup on the south side of St. Joseph this week as the Central Indians take on the Benton Cardinals this week for week two. We are with the head coach of the Central Indians, Reggie Trotter. Coach is back with us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Clifton. Thanks for having me on, man. Good to hear oh, from that's, you. It's an absolute pleasure. I always love having you on, Coach. Um, well, Coach, um, last week got to be in attendance for um, your guys' game against Ruskin. 49-14, to you guys came out on top. Um, Coach, just uh, several days later, just talk about your thoughts on the game. You know, we had a great – you know, our, our offensive guys had a great plan, and they did a great job. I mean, they walked down and scored. Uh, the first seven series made some really big time plays and uh, was really ex- impressed with what our offense could do. Uh, I was a little, I was a little nervous at first uh, defensively as, as Ruskin did a good job of coming right down 
uh, driving right down the field and, and scored one on us. Uh, we were able to settle in and, and make tackles and, and fit the plays uh, that were giving us problems that first drive. So I was impressed by the way we bounced back defensively and, and really excited about the way our offense moved the ball. Well, just talk, oh, just talk about that offense. I know a lot of the um, offense, you know, you talk about those guys, those seniors like Stone and um, Asher and um, Vassar, those guys. I know um, Vassar had a big game. But I think one of the big stories coming out of that game on Friday night was the performance of Gabe Fields um, as only a sophomore. Just um, talk about just his progression, not only just through the summer, but just through, these fir- through the Jamboree in week one. You know, he's had a really good summer. You know, I've really been impressed with the way he's able to run the ball. He's been protecting much better. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that young man can do. And I'm really proud that he's a part of our football program. And uh, I'm really excited about him. You know, he seems to to find a knack for for hitting the soft spot in the defense and has a, has a burst to really exploit it. So uh, having that kind of athlete back there touching the ball, uh, whether it's seven times or ten times or however many times we decide to give it to him, um, it's some good things that will happen. So I'm really, really looking forward to what his career will be as it comes down. Well, Coach, uh, this Friday night, it's a big one. I mentioned it at the top of the interview here. A trip to the south side for you guys. Um, a trip to Bitten to take on the Cardinals. I know you guys um matched up for a few plays there in the um Jamboree. It was a really exciting quarter, but just but this time it's for real. Um, Coach, just uh, talk about um what you've seen on film from Benton and just how big this football game is, not only for your kids, but for this, for the city. Well, you know, it's another opportunity to get a chance to play uh, an opponent that we're familiar with as far as from a, uh, from a personal standpoint, you know, those are our brothers down there and, and every other week of the season we root for them, uh, but not this week, you know, and that's something that uh, it's just part of the game. You know, our, our guys are really excited to play those guys. Uh, we got a chance to play Lafayette last year. We have a chance to play Benton this year. And we're really looking forward to it. You know, they're coming off a big win themselves, starting off the season 1-0. Um, you know, our, our goal is to, to make them 1-1. One one. You know, that's, uh, that's that provides us with another win. So we have to make sure we go out there and take care of the football and, and, and make sure we tackle. Uh, I think they do a good job of, of misdirecting your eyes. And uh, the quarterback is a good player, although he's just a sophomore. I think he's a good football player. And, you know, I know they're going to be missing Denver Doman. Uh, but they've got some really good football players down there. They really want to fight hard and come out with a win. So we're going to have to play our best. Well, Coach, we've talked about several times on this podcast just, you know, um, what you've tried to build there at Central over the past several seasons. And, you know, and the wins haven't exactly come easy. But you could almost say the exact same thing for um, Benton. Just, um, you know, and this, there's a lot of optimism. With There was a lot of optimism with both these teams in the summer. Just um, talk about really just how far they've come as well. You know, there should be a lot of optimism down there. Coach Keaton has done a good job of, of really solidifying a staff and has got some some really good men down there to help lead those boys. And, um, you know, they're trying to to build something and, and instill honor and, and, and pride in their program. And um, every young man that I've talked to that, that has, gone, has gone to Benton or goes to Benton and plays for him, um, they, they believe in each other. And that's something that's really, really important for your team. So those are the same things that – any good team is trying to do. And there's no, there's no shortness of that down there at the South side of Benton. Well, coach, um, I just want to thank you so much for everything. Thank you for your hospitality last Friday night, getting to be in the house at noise field to watch you guys play. Um, thank you so much for all of your appearances on this podcast and um, good luck to um, you and your boys this Friday night in this huge game. Appreciate that. We're looking forward to a great game. Thank you. 
I want to thank both coaches for joining me on the podcast this week. You can watch tonight's game on the south side if you're not able to make it. You can watch it on ESPN3 or on Facebook. Just search St. Joseph School District Sports Marketing. Next game that we're going to look at this week is East Buchanan at Savannah. The defending Class 1 state champions will have a big test this week with a trip to the Class 3 Savages. The Bulldogs defeated South Harrison in Week 1, 48-14, while Savannah defeated California at a high-scoring affair, 47-34. We caught up with both coaches, East Buchanan coach Dan Ritter and Savannah coach Anthony Hayes, before the big game, and we start my preview with my conversation with the Bulldogs coach, Dan Ritter. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing the big game in Savannah this Friday night as East Buchanan takes on Savannah. We are here with the head coach of the Bulldogs. Dan Ritter is with us for another week. Coach, how are you? I'm really good. I'm excited about this week. Oh, I am too. Definitely. It's a huge game in Savannah on Friday night, Coach. Um, We'll get into that matchup here in just a few minutes. But, Coach, let's go ahead. Let's take a... um. Let's take a look back at week one, opening week of the season, a 48-14 to win over South Harrison at home. Coach, just to talk about your thoughts on the game. Well, I mean, it was just in our favor the whole time. We scored on the first play and, uh, well, the first offensive play, and then we, we shut them down pretty good on defense. So uh, we were able to see quite a few guys get into the game and see what we had depth-wise. It was just a lot of fun. It was a great night at home in Gower, and we had a lot of fun playing football. Well, Coach, um, you know, uh, the the state rent, uh, the the districts got released this last Friday night, so we got to officially see the classifications. Um, Coach, uh, this Friday night, a tough game on the road against MEC Savannah. I know that you um, know what it's like to play Savannah during your time at Lafayette, but just, um, Coach, just talk about um. What what it means to play a a team from a bigger class and talk about um just of what you've saw from Savannah this week. Well, yeah, I mean Savannah is a very storied program. I know they were really good back in like so again in the early 2010s where they played Web City uh, and almost beat them at home. I, I remember those games. I went to one of those games and uh, I just know what Savannah brings to the table tradition wise. So they, they love football. They're going to have a great crowd out there. It's going to be long. Uh, as far as what Savannah brings to the table, I mean, they're a lot better than they were last year. I think they were a, a fairly average team last year, but they've really uh, taken Dudek and, and turned him into a quarterback. They got bolstered up. They're doing good things. And they just have athletes all over the place. Uh, Truman Bodenhausen is a real tough uh, young man. I mean, he's only a – Buck 40 out there, but he's making every big play on the field. And uh, I just like the way he plays. I just hope he doesn't play quite as well against us. But uh, I know Savannah is going to bring a lot to the table. And we are a smaller class, but we can't let that be an excuse. We we have to come ready to play and, and not be intimidated by their size and, and who they are and their tradition. We just have to go out there and play football. And hopefully at the end of the night, we're feeling good. Well, Coach, these are, um, don't matter what class, whether it's class one or whether it's class three, these are two really, really strong football programs. I know it's going to be a big week. This is one of the huge games on the schedule. Um, Coach, um, again, just um, thank you so much every single week for taking time and coming on the podcast. And um, good luck to you and your boys at Savannah. Thank you, Sarah. We appreciate you.
And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing the big matchup in Savannah this Friday night as the Savannah Savages host the East Buchanan Bulldogs. We are here with the head coach of the Savages, Anthony Hayes, is back with us. Coach, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on, Coach. Welcome back. Um, well, Coach, I got to start off by talking about last week. We talked about when we did our um, preseason preview how that bus ride to California the ride back was going to be a little bit nicer with a win. You guys happen to pick up a 47-34 to 34 win over the host school coach. Just to talk about um, your thoughts on the game. Yeah, you know, we we, uh, we came out fast, started off, you know, scored on the second play of the game, went up 7 nothing, and then found ourselves in the barn burner. It was tied 34-34 to 34, uh, about halfway through the fourth quarter, and we were able to get a couple big plays. Um, uh, Cage Pell scored a couple of big time touchdowns for us to pull away. He had five touchdowns on the night, over 300 yards rushing. Uh, Alex Hopper had over 100 yards total offense. I think as a team, we had over 500 yards of offense, seven touchdowns, and uh, defensively, we forced uh, six turnovers. And I think that was those were kind of the stats that helped us get that 13 point win. So I was really proud of our kids because it was a it was a dog fight, and so we had to find a way to win in the in the fourth quarter. And I think that's what. Uh, good teams do and so we have got a chance to get tested early well coach i'm speaking of a test there's going to be a big one this week as we mentioned at the top of the interview here east buchanan comes to town i think a lot of people on the outside looking in who may not know uh, maybe not the most about football may look at this as a class one versus class three matchup but i'm looking at this as a very good football game um no matter what classes either one of these teams are in i think it's going to be tremendous just talk about um What's your thoughts on playing East Buchanan and just your what you've seen from film on the Bulldogs? Well, you know, they're they're defending state champs. They're ranked number one in the state for a reason. They're they're highly talented. Um, they won a bunch of games in a row and and um they're gonna be a really good challenge for us. So I'm excited about the opportunity. You know, I want us to be a team that's 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 in the running for state titles and district titles and and ranked highly in the state. In order to get there, you have to beat teams along the way that have already earned those accolades. So, so we're excited for uh, for the opportunity to play a good football team and a good football program. Well, coach, just to talk about uh, real quick uh, what you've seen. Um, I know they've they've got they've got some skill players. Um, when you're talking about the offense, just um, talk about what you've seen on film from the Bulldogs. Yeah, they got a highly explosive offense, a lot of weapons. I think it starts with uh, number 20, I believe his name is Trevor Klein. I, I think he uh, is a dynamic football player, and their offense runs through him. They got some nice pieces on the on the edge that they can get the ball downfield to or even on some short screens. And so they're very dynamic with a lot of weapons offensively, and they can big play you to death if, if your defense isn't ready. So we've been, you know, obviously – uh, preparing all week to to try to slow them down and and hopefully hopefully our kids fly to the football rally to the football and and play uh, physical uh, defense because I think offensively they're they're going to be just as good as anybody we see. Well, coach, I'm really excited about this matchup. It's definitely one of the uh, big ones in Northwest Missouri this week. Maybe not, maybe even in the state. So, um, coach, thank you so much for taking some time on the podcast over the last couple of weeks and. Um, Good luck to you and your boys this week as you guys play East Buck. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. As always, enjoy talking football with you and look forward to doing it again. 
The top Missouri eight-man football match in the state will reside in St. Joseph this evening as the sixth-ranked Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles will host the second-ranked North Andrew Cardinals for a huge matchup, a huge state-ranked matchup for both teams. North Andrew is coming off a 28-14 win over King City while LeBlanc won a high-scoring affair 66-44 over Pattonsburg. I did have the chance to catch up with LeBlanc coach Chuck Davis before their huge matchup with North Andrew. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing the Cliff Notes Podcast 8-Man Football Game of the Week. It's also the Game of the Week in Missouri 8-Man Football this week as Bishop LeBlanc hosts North Andrew this Friday night at Eagle Stadium. We are here with the head coach of LeBlanc. Chuck Davis is back with me. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, I'm pumped up for this game. I've been pumped up for this game for a couple of months now, and um, I know I know you're pretty pumped up for it. I know the guys are pretty pumped up for it. But before we look ahead to North Andrew, let's talk about last week. Um, a victory for your boys, 66-44, to offensive shootout um, in Pattonsburg on Friday night. Just um, talk about just your thoughts on the game. You know, from an offensive standpoint, I think we're about as efficient as we hoped to be. Uh, we had one turnover in the first half and did not punt the ball at all. Um, in the second half, you know, we kind of went a little bit vanilla, ran the ball a little more, got some some guys some time that don't normally get a lot of uh, Friday night reps. But they're a good football team. Their offense is kind of back to the way it was in the Cavan era. They sling it around a lot. Their quarterback is hard to get a hold of because he doesn't hold the ball very long. It's kind of catch and release to the perimeter and. They've got three or four really quality receivers out there that did a good job breaking tackles and, and uh, getting positive plays on us. Well, then, um, you know, you talk about um, last week. Um, this week, um, tell you what, this is a big one this week. Um, number six in the eight-man football poll this week going up against the number two team in the eight-man football, North Andrew. This is a pretty big home game. I got a feeling, you know, I got a feeling the crowd's going to be packed. On the, the stands are going to be packed on both sides. Um, could you um, do you think really um, this is a stylistic matchup when you're looking at you know maybe North Andrew runs the ball versus you guys move the football a little bit more in the passing game? You think it's a clash of styles? I think it's definitely uh, a clash of two different styles. Um, they're big and physical, and they they play really really tough in the trenches. We're a little more finesse, I would say. Uh, we like to get the ball to our athletes in space. So I think this game is going to be fun to watch and you mentioned packing the stands that's that I think that's the hope for everybody home or away you'd like a, a big full crowd streaming it's easy and fun and you know you're safe from the heat or the elements but there's really no substitution for these kids out there for the packed house on a Friday night you um you talk and you do and you we talk about um North Andrew they're they're a team that likes to run the football they like to hit you in the mouth um and they got several guys who could do it whether it's um Andrew Goff whether it's um Hayden Necker or um Brax Bryce Braxton Linville you know those guys all four all three of those guys can run the football is it kind of um is it been a challenge you know this week kind of um preparing for that um knowing that you know not one guy can run the ball at an efficient rate yeah it is it's definitely poses its own challenges but one thing that I respect a lot about coach Williams up there is he kind of you know does what he does and he does it well enough to where if you can stop it great but odds are they're going to get their they're going to get their yardage plays because they are so efficient and so tough so um, I'm looking forward to this game but I'm also you know glad I'm not playing in it I'd say it's going to be a bruiser how big is it to win the line of scrimmage this week 
I'd say it's it's pretty crucial. If we can find a way for our big guys to do their job long enough for our athletes to find themselves a little bit of wiggle room, uh, that's that'll be the difference maker. But I would imagine that up there in Rosendale, they're talking about the line of scrimmage as well. So uh, we'll see who shows up on Friday. You know, um, you, we talked about obviously, you know, um, stopping the run, um, dominating the line of scrimmage. Are there um, really any any other keys that you feel like you know? this this football team needs to do in order to walk out with a win on Friday night? Yeah, I think one forgotten aspect is is uh, a year ago when Linville was a freshman, their play action gashed us a couple times for long touchdowns because we would get lulled to sleep with the run, and then their play action, you know, every 10 or 12 plays or so, he was efficient with that, which is hard to do to not throw the ball for so long and then throw it in traffic under pressure uh, and put it on the money. So – I think our secondary needs to look alive all night and not fall asleep, um, and we can't take we can't just come in thinking they're a one trick pony. I think I think a big thing you know too is going to be the turnover battle. Um, I um, if I'm looking at keys in this game, I'm looking at you know maybe the possibility of maybe stealing a few possessions. I think this is a team that you might very well have to steal a couple possessions from in order to win this game. That's going to be a big difference maker if we can hold on to the ball and weather the storm from their big boys and find a way to to take one back here and there i think the uh turnover battle is going to potentially determine the winner of this one well coach uh it's been fun following your football team over the past couple of seasons it's going to be a huge game on friday night i'm looking forward to being in the house i'm not, i know um the loud crowd's going to be in the house. I know North Andrew's going to bring a crowd, too. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, eight-man football game of the week. If you um, can't make it out to Eagle Stadium, you could check it out on Facebook on Missouri Eight-Man Football. I would highly recommend either getting on the stream or, even better yet, getting in the house this Friday night at LeBlanc at Eagle Stadium. Well, Coach, thank you so much every single week for um, coming on the podcast and taking time and talking. I really enjoy our talks. And um, good luck to you and your boys this week. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on Friday. Thanks a lot, Cliff. Other matchups in the area include Lafayette traveling to Class 3 state-ranked Pleasant Hill. Harrisonville is at Maryville. Chillicothe is at Kirksville. May Buchanan hosts Holton. And a big matchup, KCI-GRC crossover matchup. Hamilton versus Gallatin in the GRC. You can hear that game on 100.1 with Chris Ward. Pre-game will start about 5 o'clock game. We'll Running down to the game will start, I think, about 6.40. Lathrop is at Trenton. West Platte is at South Harrison. Lawson is at Lafayette County. Plattsburgh visits Polo. North Platte is at Maysville. Princeton's at Clark County. Worth County is at St. Joe Christian. Albany hosts Stanbury in a big GRC matchup. DeKalb is at King City. Pattonsburg is on the road at Schuyler County. Rockport is at Platte Valley. East Atchison is at Nottoway Valley. Stewartsville Osborne, the co-op, is at Mount City. And South Holt is on the road at Southwest Livingston. That will do it for the episode four of the Post-it Notes. Apologize for the delay from Thursday evening. Here are a few games you could catch on the air or on um, Facebook streaming tonight. The Central Bitten game is going to be on the SJ- SJSD Sports marketing page. You could check that out on there. East McKenna versus Savannah. That will be 
broadcasted on the radio on stjosephpost.com. You can hear Tommy Rezach there on stjosephpost.com. Pre-game there starts at 6.40. And then if you're wanting to watch the North Andrew LeBlanc game tonight and you're not able to make it to the game, that will be available on the Missouri 8-Man Football Facebook page live tonight. Until um tomorrow, until later on tonight, we'll have a post game of North Andrew LeBlanc and we'll run down all the other football scores from this evening. Until then, take care, everybody.